God is good. And all the time. Welcome to our Tuesday afternoon Bible study. Welcome to our online guests as well, wherever you are studying with us. We appreciate you joining us. Today we are starting a new book of the Bible. We are jumping back into the New Testament. Can I get an amen? Amen. Uh, someone said it's not as bloody as the Old Testament. Like that's that's true, but you're gonna get a you're gonna get a little little of that uh, in in John uh, toward the end and somewhere in the middle as well. But uh, that's not today. We'll we'll do J uh, John chapter one today. Let's be a people of prayer. God above, we are certainly ready for spring, and we just just pray for winter to be over. Winter of winter on the calendar, and like I said on Sunday, winter of the heart. For all the things going through our our lives, our nation, our world, Lord, we lift them up to you. Sometimes it feels like we are so useless, like there is nothing we can do for uh, for the pain and the anguish that's going around. But we we read your word, and we know that you listen, and we know that we can help and whatever small way that we can, that whatever faith we have, even as small as a mustard seed, it can, it can move mountains. So, Lord, we're, we're praying that we can move some mountains today. Guide this time that we have this, this afternoon as we study about your love. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Gospel of John, first chapter, has a lot. We're going we're gonna to get through uh, uh, the best we can, but I want to give you a little bit of an introduction to, to who John is. Uh, the Gospel of John, the fourth section of, of, of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. I once knew a family that had four boys, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Elmer. And I, and I, I did ask the question, like, why not? He goes, well, that would be that'd be like almost too nerdy, too too churchy. I'm like, well, you started it, right? You gotta you gotta you gotta finish it. Uh, but these are four voices giving different perspectives on the life of Jesus of Nazareth. Uh, Origen, who was a uh, a philosopher, a theologian, about 280, 200 years after Christ, understood that there's not really four gospels, but there's one gospel that's just told four different ways, and maybe that's a good way to look at it. John was probably the last of the four written uh, in view of what the other three have shared. Um, maybe that's one reason why John's account of the life of Jesus is in many ways different from, from Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, there's a lot of things that Luke doesn't share that the other Gospels share. John doesn't have a birth story. There's no, there's no baptism. He's not tempted in the desert. There's no confrontation with demons. Uh, we don't even get parables in John. Uh, we get the Last Supper, but there's no supper. Uh, we got Palm Sunday coming up, and we got some of the uh, the Easter week uh, stories. Uh, they're in the upper room. We John does have the story of, of washing of the feet, but there's no bread. There's no there's no meal. There's that's not in John. Uh, there's no Garden of Gethsemane afterwards. There's no ascension at the end. The first three Gospels center on his ministry, what Jesus does, what he, uh, the, the action, if you will. Uh, especially around Samaria, other parts of, of, of the Holy Land. John really centers on what takes place in Jerusalem. Uh, that's where the focal point for, for John is. Uh, like I said, it was the last one written. 
And for each gospel written, there's there's kind of a widening of the net, if you will, a widening of the history. Mark was the first one written, uh, most scholars believe, and it starts with baptism. Jesus was baptized. Again, no birth story in Mark. Matthew might be the next one, and it has a genealogy at the beginning. There's a birth story, and it has a genealogy, and they go all the way back from David to, to Abraham. Luke written roughly at the same time as Matthew, some think a little older. Um, and Luke goes all the way, it has a genealogy, and it goes all the way back to Adam, all the way back to the beginning. And John, the last one, doesn't even begin with a genealogy, but begins with the creation of the universe. In the beginning, Jesus, the Word. In a moment, we'll read uh, the opening pr- uh, prologue. It's It's very, very wordy. Uh, but anytime you see the word W capitalized with word, think think Logos, think the mind of Christ, think 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 Jesus. Uh, some think that the Gospel of John completes the story of Jesus, uh, but I love how it says it at the end of John. Uh, John, right the, the very last verse, John 21 says this, Jesus did many other things as well. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. So John's like, this is the beginning, and uh, uh, we can't write everything that Jesus did. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, they're called the synoptic gospels. What's synoptic mean, I hear you ask? Think synapses brought together like in the brain. Uh uh, synoptic is uh, a, a Greek word that uh, pretty much means see together. They they see eye to eye, Matthew, Mark, Luke. And John goes off into his own world. Uh, John shows us who Jesus is by highlighting uh, different signs and miracles of Jesus, six of which are not even in the first three Gospels. John also gives us a whole series of I am statements. I am the bread of life. I am the, you know, all those. Um, what was the, uh, what, what did God call God's self back in Moses? Moses asked, God, what is your, when, you know, what is your name? Who should I send, sent me? And, and the line that we get from God is, I am, I am who I am. Really a big cop out answer. Like I am just, I am. When Jesus is quoting, like, I am the bread of life. I am the, I am the, the way the truth. That's the word he uses. And so if, if you're in the ancient world and you're listening to Jesus, all of a sudden you're like, you, you are claiming uh, to be the same I am as God. Um, the oldest surviving fragment that we have of the New Testament is, is actually a portion of John, John chapter 18, found in Egypt, dated about, about 100 A.D. We don't, have the, we don't have like the first edition, John. No one has the first edition of any of our Bible books. Uh, but it's the oldest that we have of, of, of the New Testament. John doesn't tell us much about himself in the gospel record, uh, but this is what we know of John. John was the father of Ze- uh, John's father was Zebedee. John's mother was Salome. We talked about that a couple Sundays ago. She was at the cross of Jesus. Uh, and she was one to go to the early to the tomb early morning on, on Easter. John's brother was James. They were in the fishing business. They were named Sons of Thunder, which I don't think was a, a term of, of, yay, Sons of Thunder, but man, do they have attitude and uh, some personality. 
the Gospel of John is also called the Beloved Gospel, the Gospel of Love. So it's kind of a fun paradox that the, the son of thunder, the son of attitude and, and rambunctiousness also can write the Gospel of, of Love. And for many people, uh, I, I've been told this, like if, you, if you've never read a Gospel, read John first. It'll, it'll tell you who Jesus is and then the others will, will fill in. With that, let's jump in to verse, we're going we're gonna to take big chunks here, but uh, no big words. Verses 1 through 18, the prelude, the word becomes flesh, 1 through 18. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out, saying, This is the one I spoke about when I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, as, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. You could read that any time you want. That was wonderful. In the beginning, I've heard that phrase before. Where have I heard that phrase? Genesis. John is, is hearkening back to, to the beginning. The timeless eternity of Genesis, uh, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, so John is essentially writing, when the beginning began, the word, capital W, was already there. Uh, John makes it clear that the word is not the beginning, but the beginning of the beginning before anything else was. In the beginning was the word. Uh, the word translates the ancient Greek word logos, L-O-G-O-S. Um, the idea, We get the word logic from that. Uh, the mind of Christ, the, the essence of the essence of God, it's, it's the whole... What you can't put into words about God is, is, is lo, the, the Logos. Um, and it's got deep roots in both Jewish and Greek thinking. 
the the rabbis often return referred to God uh, in terms of His Word. Um, these are people of the book, people of the Torah. Um, the word is important, and if you say the right words, they're important. Uh, not magical, but prayers matter, benedictions matter, names matter, and the word matters. Uh, the Greek philosophers thought of logos as the power that puts sense into the world, in, into the world, uh, making the world orderly instead of chaotic. Uh, therefore, in this opening, John says to both his Jewish folk and his Greek folk, for centuries you've been talking, you've been thinking about, about the Logos. Now I want to tell you who the Logos is, word made flesh. John met both Jews and Greeks where they were at, explaining in terms and that, that they can understand. Um, I circled this. I, I, I love this line. In him was life. Anytime life is, 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 is going, the spirit is active. God is there. Um, that just that just just warms my heart for some reason. And, then, and it's not just biological life, but the very principles of life. Um, not just just biological, but this church has a life of its own. Organizations have a life of its own. States have a life of its own. Uh, where things are growing and love is present, uh, you can find the logos. If you, if you don't know, uh, this, this is the Gospel of John, and it comes right out in verse 6. There is a guy named John. Different John. Word of warning. This is, this is not the John that the, the, the book is named after nor written by. This, uh, we, we call him John the... Yeah. Because um, he, he baptized. Uh, my family does this by, uh, as well. They, they call people by, by their occupations. Uh, my dad, my dad would say, I'm going to call uh, Jake the drywaller. I'm going to call Steve the painter. He would just, apparently we had so many Jakes in the family that we had to call him by different names. So John the Baptist. Uh, but the baptism here is incidental. Uh, like when you read, there, it talks about Jesus' baptism in a moment, but we actually don't get the narrative of, of, of the baptism. John is not the light. John the disciple who wrote this wanted to be very clear. John the Baptist never claimed to be the Messiah. Uh, John the Baptist had his own disciples, many of whom thought that John the Baptist was the, the Messiah. And John the Baptist at every turn denies this. I'm just a guy. Just a guy pointing to the light. I am just a man trying to do my best. And my job is to make the way for, for Jesus to do his work. Um, Jesus came into, came, came into his own. Um, the fun translation of that is it, it really means he came home. Jesus came home, came into the world. Uh, I always think his home in heaven, but the, the way the Greek plays out, it, it, it talks about Jesus coming home. Um, this, this, the same word is used when, uh, Again, a couple weeks ago on Sunday morning, we talked about uh, uh, Jesus hanging on the cross, looked at the disciple John. John, this is your mother Mary. Mary, this is your son John. Take her, take, take, you know, go home. Uh, live together. It's the same word. Jesus comes into the world, into his home, Mary and John. Uh, take each other into your, own, into your own home. The Jews really had this... 
they had this idea that God was too high, that God would not make himself so low to become a human being. The Greeks had this idea that the gods were really kind of low, that, uh, uh, you know, there's Zeus, there's, there's all the other, other, other gods out there, but they're, they're more like superhumans than, than actual gods uh, that created the whole universe. They just happen to play in the universe. Uh, and John is, <laughs> John is telling the, 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 uh, to the Greeks, God is creator of the universe. And he's telling the Jewish people, God loves you so much that he would play here. Does that make sense? Am I, I don't know if I'm making sense. Uh, but the, the, the mindset of the time is, for the Jews, God would never become, he, we'll take prophets, we'll take a Messiah, but he's not God. And the Greeks were thinking, you know, there's, there's gods, but there's not really anyone that creates the universe. Zeus plays in the universe, Neptune plays in the universe, uh, but they didn't make it. Uh, they, they really had no idea where it, where it came from. And uh, Jesus came and dwelt among us. Uh, the phrase behind that is uh, Jesus built a tent among us. Um, from that sense of context, he kind of the tabernacle. Jesus Jesus makes his home among us. He pitches his tent. He makes his he makes his dwelling here. Last last phrase I want to play with uh, before we get to questions: grace and truth. Uh, we have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, I want to I want to test your test your Christmas hymn knowledge. He rules the world with. Well, which one is it? Is it truth or grace? Truth, truth, law. Think law. This is the truth. There, it's something's either true, or it's not true. It's true or a lie. It's law or it's not. Um, I have rules in my family. These are the rules that we will live by. This is truth. And then there's grace. The lines are fudgy. You could break the law and still be loved. Which one is it? Does he rule by truth or does he rule by grace? Both. Both. The mysteries, the mysteries of the world. Just like a parent, we rule with truth and with grace. A benevolent dictator is what I tell my kids, uh, which is a tough, tough thing to do. All right, let's finish the page. John 19 to, the, uh, to 28, the whole, the whole first half here. Now this was John's testimony when the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to ask him who he was. He did not fail to confess, but confessed freely, I am not the Messiah. They asked him, then who are you? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Finally, they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah the prophet, I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, why then do you baptize if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany on the other side of the Jordan, 
where John was baptizing. John came as a as a witness. Now we learn what his testimony regarding Jesus, uh, who he was. And this is the first time that we get the, the use of the term, the Jews. When the Jewish leader, the Jews, I got to tell you, the Gospel of John plays with this word in ways that should make us feel uncomfortable today. When John was writing, there was a big you could be Jewish and you could be Gentile and you could and, and you could be Christian, right? Um, and in John's day, you could be Jewish and you could be Christian at the same time. They tried to figure that out. It took several generations. And then when, when the uh, temple was, was destroyed in 70 AD by the Romans, that's when the break finally happened. You could be Jewish, you could be Christian, and you chose your side. Okay. When John's writing this, he grew up as a Jew. He grew up in, 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 that, in that tradition, in that, in that culture. And now the break is taking place when the Christians kind of go off and do their thing. There are disparaging remarks about Jewish folk in here. Please know that this is an in-house fight. This is a conversation for them, not for us. What I'm, what I'm saying is this. Uh, so, so Gabe and Christian, they get along, but there are times that they fight. I, I know you, you, you never had kids that fight, but some, I, I got two that would get into disagreements, and they love each other, and yet they fight. And imagine them fighting. They're walking down the road. They're fighting over something, and another kid shows up and picks a fight with Gabe. Guess what? Christian's going to be, whose who side is Christian on? Gabe's. Yeah, I can say that to my brother, but you can't say that to my brother. That's where this is. Across history, a lot of words out of the Gospel of John have been used in anti-Semitic actions. Later on, we're going to get it to a chapter where, where the Jews are called children of the devil. They're having a fight about about who's who's the chosen one, basically. Um, and usually, when the, when John says the Jews, it's not about like the whole entire population. It's just about the leadership in Jerusalem, the council, the Sadducees. So that's I, I just wanted to get that out of the way. If if you read this and it sounds anti-Semitic, in our ears it does. In their ears, this is more of an in-house family fight. Does that make sense? Okay. Uh, I am not the Christ. Uh, John told the Jewish leaders he, who he was not. He did not come to focus on attention on himself. He was not the Messiah. His job was to point to the Messiah. Um, however, even within in 250 AD, 250 years after this, John still had disciples. There was still a, a cult of John, if you will, that still believed that John the Baptist was the, the true, true Messiah. Um, and that kind of fell out of favor about 300 A.D. Um, and that's when they started to vote on which books of the Bible need to be actually in the Bible. Um, are you a prophet? Are you Elijah? There's a there's a there's a, a scripture in Malachi that says Elijah will come back, or someone in the spirit of Elijah shall come back. And so Jesus will get this question too later on. Are you Elijah? 
when they do the, the, the Passover feast, they always think Elijah's coming back. So uh, uh, Orthodox Jews, when they have the, uh, the Passover feast that they'll have here in a few weeks, uh, they'll, leave, uh, they'll leave the door open and they'll leave a, a chair uh, for Elijah. So there's an empty chair at, at, at the table. Um, I baptized with water. Uh, his, his baptism demonstrated the humble, uh, the humble willingness to repent. Uh, about cleansing, Jesus is going to baptize us with the Spirit. So back in those days, we think John was the first one to baptize, and uh, he's the one one first written in, in, in Scripture that, that offered baptism. Back in the day, if Gentiles wanted to become Jewish, they would, they would go through some baptismal sort of uh, ritual, a cleansing, and they would have to go through the fasting and the circumcision and all that jazz, but there was also a, a baptism. Uh, for the Jews of the day... <laughs> Baptism was for Gentiles wanting to become one of them. John's out in the wilderness saying, y'all need to get baptized. And I could see some of the uh, uh, Jewish folk like, hold on, we, that is not, no, 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 no. That's, that's for people less than us. Uh, not where we are. And John is like, I think we're all in the same boat. We all need, we all need love. We all need grace. Um, and he goes into the, uh, uh, the untying of a strap of sandal. One's going to come after me that, that I'm not even worthy to untie the strap of a sandal. Um, that was the duty of the lowest slave in the house uh, to do that job. Uh, back in the day, rabbis, rabbis, you know, they, they were the teachers, but they also had their own students. And a rabbi could tell their student to do anything, like anything. Uh, uh, it could have been abuse of power, actually. But uh, uh, one thing that they would never tell him to do is the students of the rabbi would never untie the uh, the, the straps of the sandals of the of the teacher. That was too low even for them. Uh, so here's John saying, I'm not even worthy to do that. So the question I have for you right now, is there, what 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 are those jobs that are too low that it, it would it would smack your pride to, to have to do? What are some jobs that you don't want your kids to do? How about that? Got any of those? The worst job that I can imagine and had to do, even as an adult, was clean up after a dog. And if I sent my children to do it, I'm going to be right there with them. And for an adult to send a child out and not, that, that just kind of hurts my heart to see a parent do that to a child. Now you can hire people that do that, and they. Come. I just saw it in our neighborhood. People, yeah, they come. I often go into a public restroom in a restaurant or wherever, and I cannot believe the people that throw towels, toilet tissue, whatever, all over the floor, and I get so angry. So I go get a paper towel and I pick it all up off the floor and throw it in the trash. And then I go wash my hands, and then I do my business and wash my hands again. But that makes me so angry, and if I come in there behind another lady, I just want to go shake them and say, take care of this. Two years I worked at a gas station, had to clean the gas station bathrooms. It was $4 an hour. It was, it was good money. I don't know if it was that good of money for... <laughs> 
but yeah, uh, the the every time I worked I worked at a church part time and I worked at a gas station part time. I had trying to make ends meet, but uh, I got to learn some of the church lingo. And I I remember doing a bathroom once and going thinking do unto others as as you do unto yourself. May every bathroom that you find be as clean as the one that you just left. Like, if you trash a bathroom, I hope your next one's trash too. Is what I was thinking. Not a good Christian thought, but that's what came through my mind. Pastor Mike. Yes, ma'am. Who is the prophet that they say? Is that, I know they asked Jesus that too, but the prophet. Was that Isaiah that called himself the prophet? No, it's, it's just, it, it is a capital P, isn't it? Because if it was lowercase, then you would just think just general prophet. Um. I honestly don't know. I don't think there's a name to it. Maybe your study Bible has a has a description. I did read one somewhere. It talks about, at, in Revelation, it talks about witnesses and the prophet. I don't think it's that one. I just think it, are you, are you in the line with Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Ezekiel, all the, all the big prophets? But maybe your study Bible has something different. When in Jesus' ministry did they start calling his followers Christians. They didn't start using the word Christian until after he was dead. Uh, in Acts, it actually tells us uh, that the word Christian um, was started in Antioch, which is a city 50 miles north of Jerusalem. Uh, that's when they started to use the name Christ, Christians. Uh, disciples. They, they Yeah. Uh, what Jesus started, they actually called the way, uh, W-A-Y. Like, this is, this is the path. This is the, this is the way. Um, but they didn't have official, official titles. Um, we, have, we have disciples. What's, what's, what's the other name for disciples? Starts with an A. Apostles. Uh, I always got these confused when I was a kid. Uh, disciples, one who follows. One who has the discipline to follow. We're all disciples of Christ. An apostle is someone who has been specifically chosen by Christ to do a certain job. Go and do. So we actually have the 12 apostles who were disciples. And then there are a whole slew of other disciples who were not apostles. Paul, who never met Jesus when he was alive, met him on the road to Damascus years later. Uh, he became an apostle because Jesus plucked him out uh, to do uh, go go to the Gentiles um, so we're all disciples but none of us are apostles that I'm aware of unless you know something I don't all right let's do verses quarter page 29 to 34 the next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said look the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world this is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. 
I have seen and I have testified that this is God's chosen one. You know, John said this every time that he talked about Jesus. Um, every time he saw Jesus, behold the Lamb of God. That was the title. Every time that the, the John talks about Jesus, the, he, is, he is the Lamb of God. Um, he doesn't say this is this, uh, this is the miracle worker or this is the great example or this is the great teacher. It's like, no, it talks about a sacrifice coming, coming up, the Lamb of God who's going to get sacrificed at the end. Uh, doesn't say the, hold on, let me see. Who takes away the, the what, what word is that? Sin. Is it plural or singular? Singular. Do you know what that means? All of the sins. Not, not our little tiny sins uh, that we have, but, but, but uh, everything. Um, to deal with the sin problem affecting the human race. John the Baptist was actually born before Jesus, even though it says here, you know, he came before me. Uh, back, back in those days, and maybe it should be true today, you were supposed to respect your elders, and you always thought your elders were smarter than you. Can you believe those days? Uh, where the generation thought that the ones who came before the ancestors, they were, they were the, wise, the wise ones, and we we're, were playing catch-up. It's kind of flipped a little. Uh, my kids look at me like I'm the dumbest thing on earth every now and then. Uh, probably because I say, hey, can you please fix this for me, all right? Um, before technology, I guess, uh, the idea was your elders knew a lot more, and our job was to live up to, to that example. John, even though he was born before Jesus, saying that Jesus, the Logos, the mind of God, was here, was here before me. Um, do you remember who John the Baptist's parents were? Elizabeth, yeah, and, and Zachariah. That's what I was just going to say. He, they were cousins. <laughs> they were cousins. <laughs> John said, doesn't say it, does it? He said in verse, um, I myself did not know him. But. Yeah. In, 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 John's, in John's gospel, uh, that relationship is not there. Uh, they're not. John didn't allude to them being cousins. John and Jesus probably grew up playing together. Uh, in many different ways, as you might have played with your cousins along the way. Um, there's a line that says, as uh, somewhere in, in the Gospels, I'll have to look it up, where John says, as I become less, he becomes more. Meaning, like, as John's popularity, you know, as Jesus becomes more popular, you know, John's popularity, you know, you're pointing to the Messiah, so, of course, you'd become less popular. There's also kind of a fun... Uh, astronomical thing with this, and I've t if I've said this before, uh, let me know, and I won't tell you again. Um, in, in, in Christian tradition, they put Jesus' birth at, at what, what's, what season of year? Winter. First day of winter-ish, right? Darkest day of the year. And all of a sudden, light comes back, right? So Mary, at three months, went to go visit Elizabeth. Um, I take it back. Mary went to go see, yeah, da, da, yeah. Mary was Mary was pregnant uh, with Elizabeth, and Elizabeth was about to give give birth. Uh, so, so how 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 far off do you think they are? If nine months take away three, six months. So, if Jesus was born, again, Catholic tradition, if Jesus was born on the darkest day of the year. John was born on 
Yeah, the the first day of summer, the the biggest day, the brightest day of the year. Uh, and and in Catholic tradition, if you go to June twenty first, you'll find that that's uh, John the Baptist feast day. That's when they celebrate him. Um, but from John's day uh, to Jesus's day, the world gets darker and darker and darker and darker and darker. And then after Jesus, the so when John says, "I become less and he becomes more," it's ooh, it's kind of a cool little starry astronomical thing. Uh, that that's 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 my own take on it. You won't find that in the Bible, but that's that's kind of fun. I don't know if any of that made sense, but uh, I'm just happy that the days are now brighter than than uh, than dark today. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious as to how did John know that Jesus would be the one to take the sin of the world? How did he? Where did he get that? knowledge from if i had to guess and this is just a guess um where does it say uh verse 33 and i myself did not know him but the one who sent me i.e god to baptize with water told me <laughs> that this is the man that da, 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 da. Um, my guess is John John had a revelation somewhere along the line that you're going to see a dove, you're going to see it. This is this is the this is the Lamb of God. This is the one who's going to take away the sin of the world. That's that's how I'd read that. Question that I get every now and then is why did Jesus have to be baptized? To set an example. We baptize for the for the uh, for the cleansing of sin to become, you know, uh, initiated into 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 Christ's family. Jesus already had kind of that. <laughs> Just to set an example. Yeah. This is what we do. To be a member of our church, you need to be baptized. Whether it's baptized by us or baptized by another denomination somewhere out there, uh, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you're Lutheran, you're, you're come on in. You've been baptized, Pastor. I want to be rebaptized. We don't do that. Uh, we figure God figured it out on the first time through. Um, I do have people who want to join the church. I, Pastor, I want to join the church. I'm like, great. Have you been baptized? No. It's like, we need to get you baptized. And they're like, hold on. <laughs> that sounds like a bigger commitment than just joining the church. <laughs> it's like, it is. It is. Um, that's, that's, that's one of our things. Yeah. Is baptism a requirement to join the Methodist church then? What you're saying is, I, I, I'm confused. Sure. I didn't think it was a requirement. Is it a requirement? It is a requirement to get on the official rolls of the Methodist Church. Um, people can come to worship. That's that's great. Um, I will marry and bury you if you're baptized or not baptized. Uh, you can participate in the life of the church. Go to Bible study. Do everything. Do everything except for be an official member. Baptism is that step forward that says this is who I want to be. Thank you. Um, you could even take communion, believe it or not. Uh, well, Pastor Mike, do I have to be on the rolls? It's funny. Most most of the time, it doesn't. It 
You know, it's, it's all the same. Until we have a church vote that says we want to buy property or we want to we make a stance on a certain social issue. And they're like, all right, we need a vote. And then uh, Oregon City, we had a, we had a thing where we, uh, we wanted to sell five acres. And we had to have a church vote. And some people were like, I, I've been coming here for 20 years. I want to vote, but you won't let me vote. I'm like, I know how to fix that. Get baptized. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Then you can't vote. I'm so like, uh, it's 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 like joining any other organization. Yet you gotta you gotta sign the book, uh, as as it were. Oh, are you reading? I'm sorry. I thought there was a question. <laughs> Verse 35, and, and uh, to that next paragraph. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, "Look." the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The following thing, the following, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. I love Jesus' uh, first line. Uh, what do you want? Anybody other, any, any other Bible translations that might sound maybe a little more positive than what do you want? What seek ye? Yep. What seek ye? Come out. What do you seek? Another one I saw. Um, he asked them. Uh, the term follow here means to follow it as, as, as a disciple. Uh, what do you seek? It's, it's, not a, it's not an accident that the first words were, were a question. It's a question that, that sometimes I ask people who want to join the church or want to become a, a Christian. Why? What are you looking for? Uh, that, that tells me where you are in your faith life. Um, are you motiv- motivated by curiosity or a, or a desire, desire to know the Savior? Uh, I don't know why it says uh, brings up the time. It was about the tenth hour, uh, but the uh, the writer uh, knows the time and kind of put. There's some some places in here. There are subtle clues that John the writer is is hanging around. John will never claim that, like he he hides himself in the narrative. Okay. Uh, the next day, John was there with two of his disciples, John the Baptist, when he saw Jesus. Ta-ta. Then the two, dis- two disciples who heard him. Um, it, 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 it just, there's, there's always a like, unnamed disciple in the background. Um, and a lot of people think that that was John. Uh, he didn't want to put his name in the narrative. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of times in John, it'll, it'll, it'll either say another disciple, John, or the, the disciple whom Jesus loved. John. Um, so anytime you see the disciple kind of by itself unnamed where other people are named, it probably is, probably is John. Andrew. Andrew is the first one. Uh, Andrew is uh, sometimes called Andrew the Usher 
because he ushers people in to see Jesus. Andrew introduces people to Jesus. Um, so Ed, Andrew is the patron saint of ushers, of fishermen, and some other folk. But uh, uh, if you ever hear Andrew the usher, it's because he introduces others uh, to the Christ. Uh, changes Simon's name to, to Peter, to Cephas, which means rock. You are the rock on which uh, I will build my church. Names are important. It's not really a question. My footnote says that John may have been a follower of John the Baptist. And then when Jesus arrived on the scene, then he went with Jesus. Yeah. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. One of them could have been John. One commentary said it probably is John, and he didn't say the other one because if he named one, then you got to name the other, and he just kept it kept it blank. Uh, not for discussion, but just had to, just 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 to think about who was who was an usher for you. Who who taught you about Jesus? Just kind of think about that for a moment. And are you being an usher for someone else? So we got a couple of the disciples. Let's get some more. Verses 43 to the end. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth, can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here truly is an Israelite in which whom there is no deceit. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus said, You believe because I told you, I saw you under the fig tree. You will see greater things than that. He then added, Verily, truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Found Philip and said, Follow me. Now, if we only had John's gospel, we would believe that this is Philip's first time seeing Jesus, uh, where Jesus just points to people and says, Follow me, and, and off they go. But uh, when you put the other synoptic Gospels into it, you get the idea that Jesus knew these people uh, for quite some time. Maybe he worked with them. Maybe he, he was related to them. John, John's his cousin. Uh, there's nothing dramatic recorded about the call of Philip. He just said, follow me, and Philip did. Uh, follow could be in a full sense of not just follow me to this town, but follow me as, as a disciple, as in, as in keep on following. Uh, Bethsaida, fun little town. Anytime you see the word Beth in a town, uh, Beth in Hebrew, does anyone know what that might mean? 
uh, close. Kind of. Bethlehem. Lehem is bread. Uh, Beth is house. Bethel, house. Um, Bethlehem is house of bread. Uh, I once dated a cabin that was called Beth Shalom, house of peace. Uh, Bethsaida, house of fish. That's that's what's uh, that's house of the fishermen or house of fish or fish town uh, is where they're off to. Uh, Nathaniel also goes by another name, Bartholomew, one of the twelve. Uh, Nathaniel might be the uh, the the familiar way of saying Bartholomew. I don't know how. It's kind of like saying how Bill is the same as William. I have yet to figure that one out. Or uh, some other uh, Richard. What's what's uh, Richard's uh, shortened name? Why? I don't know. Same with William and Bill. I don't know why. Uh, Bartho- Nathaniel is the shortened name of Bartholomew, which doesn't make sense, but that's that's what it was. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? That was a question that a lot of people asked, uh, even in the synoptics about uh, uh, where the where Jesus was to be from. Uh, and I love the response. Come and see. Like, I'm not going to argue this with you. Come and find out for yourself. Uh, in whom there is no, de- no deceit. Um, the last word is used in early Greek writers as bait, as in catching fish. Um, bait in, fish, in fishing is like, it's, it's, it's not a real worm, but it's fake. It's here to catch you. Um, that's, that's the word that Jesus used for Nathaniel. Uh, there's nothing false about you. Um, under the fig tree, I saw you. Uh, it's possible Nathaniel liked to pray and meditate under the shade of an actual fig tree. Um, sometimes the rabbis use that phrase to mean meditation on the scriptures. Uh, if you know the story of Jonah, Jonah's kind of hanging out underneath the fig tree uh, after after the fish experience, meditating on all that. Uh, and maybe Jesus actually just saw him on there. Uh, but I love Nathaniel saying, you know that, and so you must be the son of God. And Jesus is like, don't let that be the only thing. <laughs> to le- Before this is all said and done, you will see miracles, and you will see angels descending and ascending. You will, you will see uh, much more than that. Jesus shared this, these words to his disciples, and I pray that uh, he says these also to you. Um, what do you seek? What do you seek? And then for a disciple, follow me. That is how we know we're disciples, by by if we follow. And the family of God said, Amen.